Welcome to When the Dust Settles, an interiors podcast that talks about renovation, decoration, and getting the best out of your home. So, good morning. The sun's out, which is really exciting, and it's got me searching for outdoor tables. I've been scouring Facebook Marketplace because last year we started looking too late and all of everything, well, everything off Facebook Marketplace had already been snapped up and anything new that was within our budget had about an 8 to 16 week lead time, which would have taken us past summer. So we gave up last year, but this year I am starting early. I don't know, maybe some of you guys have started even earlier than me. Maybe I'm late to some. But I am scouring Facebook Marketplace and um, and hopefully we'll be finding something soon to do some barbecuing. And I've been chatting to a few of you online recently with builder problems. So I thought that I would cover um, some things that might help you choose wisely when it comes to a builder. It's really important. They can really leave you in the lurch. I mean, builders can be excellent and builders can be a goddamn nightmare. Um, And I hope I don't offend any builders when I say this, but mostly they are a breed unto themselves. So I'm going to talk a little bit about where to find builders, what to look out for, what processes to put in place to vet them and make sure you end up with a really good builder, and also what to watch out for. As a design company ourselves, we only work with builders that we've worked with before, so we know their quality and their reliability or people that we vet quite thoroughly in the beginning. And so I wanted to put together some of the ways that we vet uh, builders before we work with them so that you guys can take some of this on board and hopefully avoid some pain in the ass builder pitfalls because there are a few and having a builder walk out on your project or just do a really crappy job is so miserable when you save and you put so much thought into what you want with your home, etc. So, I am aware that our budgets for projects may be larger than some, and that does mean we often go with sort of builder companies rather than building more individuals, which there are a lot of around. But it, it doesn't make much difference when it comes to what you want to check out. And when you're employing a building company, obviously you have that to consider as well, which is a big, big extra chunk on 20%. It makes quite a large difference. And some of these smaller, smaller building um, firms, outlets, may not charge VAT. But I think that's the first thing that I probably want to cover. If your builder isn't charging VAT, I know that seems like a massive price difference and a big win, but it might not be. And you may be asking, why is that? So working with cash is a lot to manage, even if you have a large team. If you have a small team, then you've got your materials to think about. You've got, you know, that sort of 10, 20 quid in your pocket that you end up maybe spending in the pub. Then you haven't got it anymore and it's gone. You've got your wages to dole out and stuff. And it's just not a very professional way of managing stuff. So if someone is looking like a larger outfit and doing things in cash, maybe that should be a little bit of a warning sign. Then you have actually how they want you to pay, which normally will come in the form of a payment plan. And you've got to take a really good look at that payment plan because that's kind of like your insurance policy. So obviously there's always a down payment at the beginning. It's large, uh, in a way, 
but it shouldn't be too large. It should cover initial materials um, and a little bit of like a good faith sort of gesture from yourself to show that you're a good payer. I mean, you know, builders want to get paid too and, and, and builders can have pay withheld from them, remember. So they want to know that you're trustworthy just as much as the other way around. But you always want your balloon payment at the end. You don't want to be in a position where you've paid more than what is left to do on the job because that's just how these things work. Like the majority of trades will do... 50% upfront and 50% on completion for smaller jobs, say like curtains or carpentry, um, flooring, windows, things like that. But builders, you always want to be under that 50% mark. So you, you want a nice bit of money left and if they are to pay at the end. And if they ask you for any more than that or they're pushing you for extra money or they ask you for money... Um, when you weren't meant to be giving it because they've run out or something's more expensive or whatever, you need to really question that because they haven't managed themselves properly, that means. And these guys are the professionals. That's not professional. So if this starts happening, especially early on, really think about getting a backup in and possibly even cutting ties. It's like a bad relationship where your friend is telling you, look, this isn't looking good. And you're like, no, it's going to be okay. I've got the faith. Um, don't keep the faith. You know it's always better on the other side. If it's looking bad, try to get out quick and find an alternative. There'll be an alternative. And if you hang on in there, keeping your fingers crossed and kind of burying your head in the sand, you're probably going to end up losing more money. So where to find builders? Now, this, this is always a bit of a tricky one when you start but the answer is just so simple and probably obvious as well when you hear me say it but I would never go with a builder that I have not had a word of mouth recommendation from and if I don't have anyone to give me that word of mouth recommendation then I find out where their projects are current projects are or recently finished and I either ask the builder if they're happy to give me the, the phone number and ask the client whether they're happy to just to talk to me briefly or I go and knock on the door people are pretty friendly and if they've had a good time with their project they're more than happy to talk about it and if they've had a good time with their builder they are more than happy to talk about it you will know in an instant whether that builder did a good job and also you'll be able to see the work that they've done which is like double bonus if they don't give you that, if they can't give you that, if they're cagey or difficult about giving you that, then strike through straight away. Don't, just don't use them. No point. And if you're finding it difficult to find like even a name of a builder to start getting recommendations on, then I would suggest looking at local Facebook groups and putting a post up in any local Facebook groups asking who's had work done recently, who did they use, were they happy with them? And or keeping an eye out for uh, works going on in your area, like wherever there's a board, take those names down, have a look. If there's someone that's dominating an area with their boards, then you pretty much know you're onto a sure thing because there's comeuppance because they're working a lot in the area. And obviously, a lot of people have passed them on to other people because, you know, hey, they've got a lot of jobs in the area. That genuinely is the most foolproof piece of advice I could possibly give you about any trades, including builders. But if for whatever reason you don't, you're not able to do that, 
um, or maybe, I don't know, maybe a company's new. Or maybe they're more of a sort of one-man band and they do smaller things. Maybe you're not planning a sort of big extension. Maybe you just want your kitchen fitted. Then I would start questioning them a little bit on process. When do they intend to get the skip, for example? Any builder that say that you don't need a skip for building work, again, major red flag. Even if they say there's space to pile stuff up in your front garden and then get a van to pick it up to remove it, which is like a big one, don't don't do that because they're not doing things properly. Nine times out of ten, the vans that come and pick up this rubbish dump it somewhere on the side of the road. There's no way to prove that there's, there, there, there's well, I mean, you can go with a really expensive company, but they generally don't. And the problem also with that, um, over and above the fact that that's really just a crappy thing to do and crappy for the environment, is that if there's, I don't know, a bit of paperwork or an address that links back to you, you get the blame, even if it's the builder that did it. So you will be the one in trouble and you will be the one with the fine. So if they're not using skips, be concerned. Really, they should put a porter loo out as well. You don't want five, six guys using your loo all the time, cleaning up after that. It's bad enough cleaning up after a husband in the toilet. You don't want to be cleaning up after five or so builders every day. So you want them to be talking about a port loo outside. These are just like the extra things aside from the job that show they're giving consideration and they're doing things properly. And if they're not doing these things, then you need to ask whether they're going to do everything else properly too. You can also talk to them about building regs and sign-offs for things and cross-reference what they're telling you. Don't just believe what they're telling you. I had a client told the other day that it was against building regs to put an extractor fan out of a out of a side wall, which which was bizarre. They just didn't want to do it. Basically, the wall was quite thick and they just they couldn't be asked. And you get that kind of thing quite a lot with less reputable builders if they don't want to do something or if something's a pain in the ass they'll give you a reason to not do it and if you don't double check or if it sounds a little bit off question that and then you're going to have to question everything else as well and I really don't mean to sort of talk as if a load of builders are an absolute nightmare because there's a million excellent builders out there we work with truly excellent builders but working with truly excellent builders highlights how many just don't do things right. And it makes me angry because then you're left with a home that little things will irritate you, even if it's a plug socket that's a little bit wonky or a mastic that, that's just been done really shoddily. And you spent a lot of money on tiles. You spent a lot of time picking things out. You spent a lot of time agonizing all over this stuff. And you cannot wait to get into your finished home. And there's just something of, of uh, a basic finish like mastic or whatever that really just looks a bit shit. And, um, and you're going to see that every day. And it's frustrating. And what you're going to do, pay more money to get someone to come in and take it off and redo it when you've just spent all this money on other things or you know I don't know kitchen cupboards not being lined I'm just thinking back to situations that sort of I've had with personal projects in the past it's just not it's not worth it either to save money if you've got maybe three builders quotes don't just don't go with the cheapest it's highly unlikely you're going to be pleasantly surprised it's much more likely you're going to end up spending more money because they'll suddenly tell you they got the materials budget wrong or you'll go over time and you'll be like they they won't give you a fixed 
fee for the job they'll just do a day rate or something and, and take ages or uh, you know I don't know something but don't don't go with the cheapest quote middle maybe but I think it really is it's just worth spending more money on this stuff because you can even get you know you can get cheaper finishes but providing they're done well they're still going to look really good better that than spending your money on finishes saving on the builders and getting cheap builders and then them making your finishes look like a load of shit but I mean that is just the the most painful thing I remember I had some beautiful hexagon mosaic marble tiles in a bathroom years ago and um and the and the tiler he didn't wash the grout off quickly enough and some of these little some of these little hexagon mosaic tiles they had sort of grooves in them because they were for you know walk-in showers and they had the anti-slip and because he didn't wash the grout off fully properly uh it all stuck and it's stuck in these little grooves and i remember standing over him this was on a on a personal project some years ago now I remember standing over him saying, you need to wash that grout off. And him telling me, yeah, yeah, I was fine. I was going to do it that afternoon. And I made the really stupid mistake of trusting him to do it. And he didn't do it. And it took like two days for him to start trying to wash this stuff off. And it didn't come off. And so in every groove of these lovely grooved, like sort of every other little marble hexagon, it was full of grout. And I spent the hours I spent with grout remover and I think, what else did I use? I used toothpicks, I used toothbrushes, I used a knife, like everything. And it never came off and they always looked a little bit shoddy and it was absolutely disappointing as all hell. So learn from my lesson. Someone with more experience doing different finishes or just just general and more attention to detail, would have known 100% that those tiles were going to be ruined if that grout was left on too long. Similarly, I've seen something on another job recently on uh, penny tiles. We just gave the designs. We didn't have anything to do with the builders. And the tile adhesive has been too thick and it's come out through the any tilers listening to this probably going to be like wincing. It's come out through where you would be grouting the tiles and they've just sort of smoothed it over as if it's the grout so it's all lumpy and and like you know it's got like sort of loads of sort of sandy particles in it and it's not even they've not even washed it off the front of the tiles which would be I mean it would still be bad but it would show (laughs) a bit of care but they just haven't and that's not going to come off and it's going to be a different color to the grout and a different texture to the grout and it's just going to look dreadful like I'm already stressing about it and it's not even my project anymore but and I know I'm talking about grout quite a lot and tiles quite a lot but they are a big thing that you can that can go wrong finishing your coving in the right places and and using it wisely rather than having sort of joins that show or uh, oh there's so many things I could literally go on and on and tell you a million billion things little things that could irritate you for ever if if a builder hasn't sort of given enough care and attention to it and that is why you want to be sure that the company that you're using has an understanding of a decent finish and you know what their what their feeling of a decent finish is which brings me back to going to see past projects because that's the best way 
you can possibly tell. Then back to pricing briefly. If the builder can't give you a fixed price as well, then walk away because this is their trade, this is their profession. They're meant to do it day in, day out. They know how much materials are. Don't, you know, yeah, materials fluctuate, but that should be accounted for. I've heard many horror stories of, of builders coming late in the day and saying, oh, yeah, you know, I just completely miss, miss, uh, miscalculated the um, materials and now I need more money, nothing I can do about it. If you don't give me this money, then I can't carry on because I can't buy the materials. And it's like, hang on a minute, I employed you because you're the expert. You know, I'm not the expert here. That's what you're meant to be doing. That's what you're charging me money for and so anyone that says they won't include materials don't do that because you don't know how much the materials are going to cost unless in your day job you're doing project management and building yourself you can't budget for that unless you spend hours working it all out and I guarantee you'll forget a load of stuff as well or budget on slightly the wrong um, type of something like god knows but don't just don't do that and also anyone that says that they work in a sort of weekly, daily rate until the job's finished, don't do that either. I mean, it sounds ridiculous that anyone would actually do that, but people do do that. They, that's, what, that's how they charge and some people are happy with it. And then they give you a rough estimation of how long it's going to take. Problem is, every single build takes longer than you think it's going to take by a minimum of a couple of weeks and a maximum of, God, months. You don't know if something's going to go wrong. You don't know if something's going to take longer than you thought. You may plaster a room that in theory should dry out in 48 hours, ready for the first coat of paint. It may not dry out for two weeks. And, they, and, then, and then you don't know whether your builder goes and starts a job in between that time or, and, and then puts you back when you're ready for them to carry on or whether they just sort of dilly-dally around and find some other little bits and bobs to do that you know they can take up their time with and still charge you and again I'm not saying all builders do this but the type of builders that will charge in these ways most probably maybe will and that's why and that's what what I found in my experience that these certain red flags lead to other bigger red flags so your best to um, to just cut loose straight away when you see these sorts of things happening, just try and avoid them, you know, altogether and find lovely builders that are super duper reliable and just do an excellent job and make you happy. And then you can sit and bask in your beautiful new home with your perfect finishes, with all your edging done right and look around and think, oh, I love it, rather than look around and think, oh, shit, look at that bit or, you know, that's bloody annoying over there or whatever it may be the other thing that can tell you quite a lot about the about a builder builder company is how they handle the quoting process what you get back in terms of how they're pricing the job and what they're including so you want your quote to be as comprehensive as possible I mean it doesn't have to go into all the specific um, materials that they're using and the amounts of them and what have you because that's very hard to gauge but what you do want to be sure of Sorry if you can hear Tank walking around in the background there. What you do want to be sure of is that they are including things like uh, waste removal and covering of the rest of the property, for example. That everything that you know needs to be done is cited in there. 
So for example, if you're having an extension done and the hallway is included as well, and maybe the front of the house after you've had all stuff coming in and out, if you don't have back access, or even the back of the house, if you do have back access, if that's included, you want that on the quote. You want to make sure that they've listened to you and included everything that you've said whenever you discussed it with them. It's just good practice anyway, because anyone that you do go on to work with, you want everything cited in the quote to make sure nothing's forgotten. Because You don't want them to suddenly come to a halt and say, well, you know, yeah, you, you had this conversation with us, but look, it's not on the quote, which can happen potentially. Also, you can expect your building company whenever they start to be respectful and respectful of your home, even if it is a building site. And that means not throwing cans of energy drink all over the place and leaving cigarette butts all over the place and standing and smoking outside your house during the time that they're working there. That's not, again, it's not professional behavior. Your building company uh, allowing their workers to do this, then it's just, it's just not good practice. It's not very respectful of your home or the people sort of really around the place, littering and this, that and the other. And also they should be keeping the site clean and tidy, not littering until the end when they pick it all up. If you really want to do a thorough search as well, make sure you put their name into Google, see if any reviews have come up, see who's been posting those reviews. We did a checkup on a window company a little while ago and realized that the three glowing reviews that they had had been written by the company secretary who was listed online. <laughs> so probably, I mean, unless she has a lot of windows in her house and she always uses them for them, um, highly unlikely that they were real. This is why I don't really trust these um, review sites that much. They're so easy, so easy to put fake reviews up or to get any Tom, Dick or Harry to, or to get any Tom, Dick or Harry to, to write a review for you saying whatever you want. So I just, I don't trust online reviews anymore. And if I'm doing the vetting for someone to help them find their builder or trades, again, always, always an in-person recommendation. So one other thing to bear in mind that's not so much about builders, but just a general warning and something that I've started pointing out to a lot of clients recently is that uh, scammers, as in internet scammers, are, are on it when it comes to builders. We give big deposits to builders who are doing big jobs and they've seems they've worked that out because we had we had a situation a little while ago where someone had recreated the email of the builders and just put a one after it and had emailed the client and said, oh, this deposit, the bank details on the invoice was were incorrect. And these are the new bank details because we've switched our bank lately and, and the invoice template hasn't been updated. And it was all very professional and it all looked sort of very good. And the client didn't ring the builders to check. She just thought, okay, cool. And she made the payment to this new bank account and she didn't get the money back and it was a lot of money and they were full on scammers, nothing to do with the building company. So keep an eye out for that. It's something that really surprised me. I didn't think that it would um, happen to a, it was a relatively small building company. It wasn't even in central London, but clearly 
someone's realised that there's some nice chunks of money changing hands and if they can get in the middle of that, they can make a pretty penny. So bear that in mind. I mean, it goes for everything, really. If anyone ever gives you different bank details, you ring up the company and you check it out first because it's highly unlikely that companies would do that. So that's just something to bear in mind that I've seen happen recently. Don't want you guys to lose a huge chunk of money. So be wary. So there you have it. There are my main sort of tips and things to look out for and ways to vet people that you're thinking of working with. Just remember as well, the attitude says a lot too. You you don't want someone, when they come around and they meet you, they you don't want to hear that everything's going to be difficult, everything's hard and having all this, ooh, ooh, because that, that just means they're gearing you up for a big price as well. You know, you want someone that's coming to you with solutions and sort of saying, well, you know, there is this and that, but this is what we could do or this isn't, you know, you want as positive attitude as you can from them and a professional attitude as well. You know, if someone's turning up with their company emblazoned on their jumper and they're smart and stuff to give you a quote, then they're clearly proud of their job and they're proud of the name of their company. If someone's turning up covered in paint with their work boots on and this that and the other to give you a quote nine times out of ten I probably I don't know I mean look there's always the diamonds in the rough right but I just think having pride in your work and in your company and in what you do and therefore being tidy and things even if you are working it it says a lot about your attitude I could be wrong sometimes but often I'm not. So I hope that helps. If anyone's got any specific questions about their builders or maybe they've done something that you're unsure of or something's ringing alarm bells but you're not too sure whether it should ring alarm bells, then get in touch. Drop a line my way. I'm really happy to help you sound them out and give you my opinion if you want it. You can find me on Instagram at Studio LFF or on the Facebook group Ain't Nobody Like a Homebody. It's a really nice group of people down there and um, there are a lot of helpful people as well, as well as me. So you get me plus some if you want to post on there or feel free to message me directly. In the meantime, good luck with all your projects. I hope you enjoy this really sunny weekend and may the gods of renovation and interiors shine upon you and you get loads of stuff done. See you next time.